Welcome back to the STG Fitness Podcast, episode number two of season four. And if you check the schedule, you have a highly anticipated guest on here tonight. And that is Mr. Ben Kettlecamp. Welcome back to the podcast for the third time. But it's been almost a year since the last time you were on. So thank you. We have a lot to catch up on. So before we do so, we'll start this thing out like we usually do. Uh, Jesse, how's life going? I know the school year is getting closer for you. Game day is getting closer. What's going on? Yeah. Um, football football has really, really kicked off the past couple of weeks. Um, we, we just finished up our hell week, our kind of training camp with two days and everything, which was was good and bad in general. You know, every single day was was pretty good effort by the kids and stuff like that. We've been a little bit short on on numbers with kids a little bit being out of town still, which is one thing that sucks with our school districts that kind of seems to start pretty early in the year. I mean, we start the last week of August and and people still go on vacations and our game schedule starts super early. We have a scrimmage this coming Friday and then we have a big overnight away game though a whole week before school even starts um so it's it's pretty crazy um and it's a big game coming up um with the team that we're about that are our opening game of the season in their house is against the two-time defending champion um they they haven't lost a game in like two two or three years um, they, they lost a big group of seniors last year and we do have a big group of seniors this year. So I think it'll be a great game. Um, but we're ready to bring it. And then other than football wise, just training, um, still just lifting, running, um, trying to find a balance between all that stuff, kind of doing, I guess in a way, hybrid training, um, balancing, lifting and running, but also just within my lifting is more super total focused. So a lot of Olympic lifting and powerlifting, which has been fun and challenging to do it all. Finally went for a bike ride this afternoon. It was my first bike ride of the summer. It's pretty late in the year, but I've just been busy, but uh, finally got around to it and it was nice and look forward to doing some more. So things are moving, but the rest of the podcast, though, I'm pretty excited to have Ben on again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know when we were in Vegas, we were talking about that first opponent you had. It's going to be yeah. exciting. Yeah. To be exciting. Hey, for my tempo boys out there, we're hurting. We're hurting. But our bodies are starting to adjust. You can start to see the numbers are moving. Um Hey, hey, I'm in I'm in that tempo block too, man. It's it's brutal. It's not not easy. Um yeah. Temp a tempo yesterday I had tempo front squats and today I had tempo deficit deadlifts. Woof. Um my back is fried. Can yeah, I was, catch me up a little bit. Like, what what's this tempo uh, program? I, I was listening to the last podcast, and uh, sounds sounds intense. So the biggest thing coming out of like just how nationals went, I think with it being a gut check, I know Jesse. I I won't speak for Jesse, but I know in his mind, it was it was a it was time to check the ego and uh, kind of go back to the drawing board and build it from ground zero. And uh, so basically the instructions heading into this block was basically throw out all of your knee sleeves, throw out all your belts, wrist straps, anything that's going to help you in a lift, it's out the door. Like you're, you're going, it's just you in the bar and uh, a four second count when you're on your eccentric for any lift. So at first it's very intense on your body. Like you first, your numbers plummet like no other like you're i'm used to throwing like four plates on the bar for a squat bare minimum for any type of set i do right now i'm struggling to just do 275 on on a set for squats and it's like it's it is such an ego check it requires a lot of discipline um but a lot of it is just building the foundation for your lifts and really being it once you go through that block i mean once you get everything back it's like it's game over but for the time being, it, it's definitely an ego check, and I can say that on behalf of all the Tempo Boys right now. Yeah, that's awesome. we we reference Tempo Boys because I have pretty much, I mean, myself, Grant. There's probably 
between amongst other athletes and, and clients, there's probably five or six of us that are, I have all of us going through the same temple block for four to six weeks, just really building a solid foundation of strength and, and technique and everything. And that's, that's one of those things that tempo work is very tough and it is an ego buster where like Grant said, he's used to loading up 400 easy, putting on four plates. And now you're, you know, you're doing almost half of that, but you got to slow down that tempo. But I think one of those things that I made a post about a little bit, um, I think tempo work in, as far as training goes is one of those things that if you have any kind of weakness in your lift, squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, whatever, use some tempo work and throw out the equipment, like, like feel your core work, feel your quads work, feel your shoulders work, feeling what did I say in the video, feeling every pound of weight through every inch of range of motion. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's very tough. It fries your central nervous system, but it's, it's worth it for sure. My body's starting to adjust to it. So there's only like another week or so left of it. And then moving on away from tempo, we'll come back to it at some point, but uh, yeah. Yeah. That's intense. That's intense to say the least. And you guys both said the word foundation. And I love that, (laughs) that, that word I've been focused on for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Just thinking about, you know, building a stronger foundation. So that's cool. You guys are uh, tearing it down and uh, doing the eco check. It's uh, it's not fun, but it's, it's necessary. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, outside of uh, programming, um, actually had something really cool happen this past week. I, I was talking with Michaela and I, I've gotten so into a routine of like lifting, working, sleeping, like just in a cycle, like where I haven't really taken much time to, you know, like reach out to friends or spend too much time with friends. And uh, I actually had an opportunity to come back to the King County Cougars grounds crew this past weekend. They, uh, if you don't know my story is in college, basically for four or five summers, I'd help them out uh, whenever I came home from school and worked on the grounds crew for a minor league baseball team. And uh, when I moved down to Tennessee, obviously that wasn't possible, but uh, being back home and being out of being out of a meat prep right now, um, I, uh, I had gotten a text because a lot of their college kids had gone back to school and they're needing some help to close out the season. So they had a couple more weekends left of games and uh, it was really cool to have that opportunity and to spend some time with some friends this past weekend. It, it was almost like God was listening to the conversations I was having and the prayers I'd been asking for. Cause you know, it, I've been in such a very like serious focused mode. I really needed something to kind of just take me off the gas pedals a little bit and, and really just kind of ego check me in a sense, just like, just be able to learn how to kick back. Um, you know, I have a tendency sometimes just put my pedal to the metal and be kind of relentless with it. So it was a nice break this weekend and uh, very excited to see everybody. But enough of that, though. We're turning over. Ben Kettlecamp, what what the heck's going on, man? It's It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. I know a lot's happened in your life. What's up? Man, I'm, I'm fired up, and I appreciate you guys having me on again. I love it every time. You know, when we talk about doing it, I just – I think about it. I think about – I thought about it all day today, you know, because – so much has been going on. You know, you said it's been about a year since I've been on. And um, like last time, I went back and listened to the one before to see kind of where my head was at. And I had a big realization today. I was talking about faith and health being what I'm focused on for year 26 of my life. And today, like, you know, about about the last few weeks, I have felt the strongest in my faith and probably the healthiest I've ever been in my life. And I did not, it did not go the way that I would have thought, you know, I took a completely different route than what I would have expected to get here, but, but that focus worked. And it's just crazy that you you put your mind to something and it, God listens, you know, and it's, and and that's the biggest things like my faith has really, uh, been transformed in the past year and, and and there's so much to talk about but but yeah that's that's kind of where I'm at right now and uh you know I got about a week left of being 26 so I'm already uh starting to think about what that next focus is going to be so so maybe I'll come out of this uh conversation with a, a little bit of an idea on that awesome 
Sure. So kind of take us through, you were in Missouri last time we talked to you. Are you, you're still down there, right? Yeah. So actually when we did the podcast, I, I was at home with my parents. Um, I, I talked about taking that job with a, my buddy, take doing soil sampling and and I, that's when I was looking for jobs still. I didn't give you an answer on what I had for being what's next. And um, I, I was trying to get like the first form sponsorship thing uh, to spread the message of faith and health, which is hilarious because I needed to hear that message more than I needed to spread it. You know, And I think that's what I realized because I after, you know, not long after that podcast, um my, my grandpa passed away and I had, I had hung out with him and spent time with him during my road trip adventure and got to know him as an adult. You know, I haven't spent much time with him as an adult and really got to see him in his faith and, and live and, and go to church and all the people that he interacted with. And at his service, I saw so many people talk about him and just the whole experience was just mind-blowing to me and it really kind of kick-started the faith part of my focus and um that that humbled me real quick on what i was doing with my life and so i got off social media and i got real focused on on god and, and what was going on and and that's when i found work too and so i wanted to focus on work so i've been kind of you know, off the internet, you know, I haven't been interacting with you guys very much. You know, I miss a lot of the STG stuff, which, um, is unfortunate, but I'm, I'm looking to get back in involved and, and focused on, on the things I want to be focused on, on the internet, which there's just so much to get distracted with, but, uh, long answer to a short question. <laughs> I am in Chesterfield, Missouri. I moved here in January and, uh, and things have, have been, uh, I've been good. You know, I've slowly been building, um, building myself back up, you know, focused on building a foundation. And I went to church like the first weekend I got down here and, and man, I'll tell you, like, it's been transformational and, it, and it's been probably one of the more important years of my life. You know, a lot of things have been coming into focus and making sense about everything that I've been doing in life. And, and I just, I'm excited for the future too. Like it's, I'm, I'm fired up right now. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely think there's a couple different talking points we can hit on right there. But what, what would you say the impact of like moving away from social media has been on your life? Have you noticed any differences? You know, what, what's that whole a experience been like? Yeah. So, I mean, getting off of it, I thought I was just kind of taking a mental break for myself to focus on work and, and get myself in order. I did not expect to figure out that that technology really is playing a huge factor in our mental health and our, our focus and, and how we interact with the world. Um, our people skills, it, it's, it's really impacted how I go out and interact with people. It's, and it's impacted what I think about too, like my distractions. There, there's just more time in the day to focus on other stuff. And, and I think I'm, it's probably helped being off social media while I'm trying to figure out some things in life with, you know, my faith and um, just kind of get myself sorted out. And that's been very beneficial to, to not have that distraction because one thing that put it in perspective for me is, is, uh, you know, anxiety is, is worry about the future and depression is, you know, bad feelings about the past and, and social media is just a lot of anxiety and, and depression being fed to you. You know, you're either comparing yourself and your past to other people and their past, or you're, seeing other people and thinking about your future and how you want to be like other people. And, and I know that's not all of social media, but depending on where you're at in life, it can, it can really kind of take hold of like your thought process. And I just need that break personally. And, you know, I'm not knocking it because there's some great benefits, but it's been, it's been important for where I'm at in life to not be on it. And, and I'll probably get back on at some point, but I think it's one of those things that, 
you, you got to know how it, how it plays a role in your life and, and, and know that it's, it, it doesn't have to be in your life. You know, I think we, we have it as an extension of ourselves sometimes. And, you know, once you're off of it, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah. No, for yeah, sure. Agree. Yeah, no, I definitely, like, I kind of want to prelude that question to like how, when it came time when you were like really starting to put your focus into strengthening your faith, like how long into that process did you realize that social media was playing a role into feeding the anxiety playing playing into you know the different factors that may have distracted you from strengthening your faith yeah not long after and especially because i was so into it with trying to become like a influencer with get a sponsorship with first form you know it was kind of taking over a little bit and so not long after getting off of it, it felt like a breath of fresh air. So it's kind of a good thing in a way that like, you know, I kind of try things and I go all out. And so when I, when I figure out that they're not for me, it, it gives me good perspective because I did go as far into it as I could have. And so I get, I get good perspectives by doing things like that. And I think it works for me, but it really didn't take long. Like I, I think, January and February. So I got off social media in December, January and February. That's when things started flooding in. I started making a bunch of realizations. Uh, I started needing God more than ever. Uh, kind of hit a low point and, and God pulled me up. You know, I, I found that church is the first church I tried and I swear it was, it was meant to be the message that first time was like, that was for me. The second time that was for me. And, and like the more that happened, the more it was like, yes, this is the right decision. I don't need to get back on social media. I need to do what I'm doing right now. And, and it just took off from there. And I, I really haven't had the desire to go back to anything that I had been doing before. Uh, so it's, it's been, it doesn't take long to, to see an impact on, on something that you use every day. If you take it away. For sure. For sure. I know you had mentioned, we, we were talking in a group chat earlier today, you want to talk about the Tower of Babel. Um, and you talk about how some things just kind of speak to you. And it's just like that right time. You know, I mentioned it in the last podcast episode that we did. Right after I gotten back from nationals, Michaela and I went to church together. And it talked a lot about when you plant your seed into what you're trying to achieve, you need to plant it into good soil. Like you need to make sure it's not something filled with weeds or something that is eventually going to suffocate the plant down the road. You want to make sure that it's good, rich soil that's going to build a sustainable relationship uh, with the environment. Um, and that really spoke to me. And I'm really curious because I know you mentioned it earlier today. Do you want to expand upon that at all? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to because this was a sermon from two weeks ago and uh he, he broke down what the Tower of Babel was all about and, and what they what they were doing with building the Tower of Babel. It was it was kind of they, they were trying to make a name for themselves and, and they were building it for their own glory and it, they weren't building it for God. And, I, and it can be interpreted a lot of ways, I'm sure. But and maybe some people just chalk it up to bad art, like architecture, <laughs> like the tower just fell because it was, you know, not built very well. You know, they didn't know what they were doing. But um, in, in the sermon, the pastor talked about they chose the wrong leader. They they went the wrong way. They made the wrong decision and they served the wrong God. And, and so they were not aligned with God and their purpose for their lives. God had this other plan that he wanted. He wanted in Tower of Babel is like soon after the flood. So that he, God wanted everybody to spread out throughout the earth and multiply. And, and they decided to settle right there and build a name for themselves. And so God just wiped it, wiped it clean. You know, he, he's like, that's, that's funny. And in that message, there was, there was a line that stuck with me. He said, no feet of man is anything in the eyes of the Lord. Like any greatest feat of man is nothing to the eyes of the Lord. And so it got me thinking, you know, when we 
we build things for ourselves and we have these big goals and, and we see other people do that. And when we think about how awesome some, some accomplishments are, it, it's, it's good to know that to God, that, that is so small. Like if you think about what God's done uh, in this universe, it's like, that's nothing to him. And so it's easy to get, you know, wrapped up in our own worlds and think about what we're doing and, and what we're building. But if we're not building it for God and we're doing it for ourselves, it's like we can, can, can collapse so quick. <laughs> Got a little tongue twister there, but, but yeah, basically it spoke to me because I felt like I had been leading myself, you know, in the past few years with good intent, you know, the Ironman I did all the work, you know, and, and the, you know, the adventure I took last year, I had good intentions with everything, but I was leading myself with my faith. And I wasn't, you know, going to church every day. I wasn't going to the Bible. I wasn't going to the word. And, and I kind of collapsed. And, and that's when things have like really, you know, taken off and gone the other, do- other way. And it's like, now I want to build a foundation in God and see where that takes me. And I, and I can still do big things, but I have to follow God and see what he wants for me. <laughs> And, and build that, build it the right way. And it's not going to collapse that way. Cause, cause you'll be, I'll be following God. Yeah. hundred percent for sure. No, I, I think it, it's just so crazy. Like perspective wise, you know, the feats you have, the bad days you have, like I saw a post um, the other day, someone was up in the airplane. They took a picture of like looking over a city and they said, it's hard to imagine I'm in this plane right now. Like someone below me just had the best day of their life. Someone might've had the worst day of their life. You know, someone's struggling to make ends meet. You know, someone is well off, like happy with the family they have. And it's crazy. Like when you go through those moments in your life and I know you you sometimes get those perspective checkers. Like I, some memories that like vividly remind me of that is like when we're out in Hawaii, it's like, you are so like away from everybody else, yeah. You know, especially like when we were in the volcanic like national park. So if you guys don't know, Ben and I went to Hawaii together in college for a um, a brief trip to study the economics of coffee. But that during that time, I mean, it was very humbling. It's like your stresses on your day to day basis, where you might think this is like the biggest thing in the world. But if you just take a step back, breathe, I mean, it's it's crazy to just like have that perspective sometimes. And, you know, you talk about you get along a path and sometimes you don't realize like you might have gotten away from what God was truly wanting you to go towards or work towards or lead towards. And that moment of humbleness smacks you right in the face and you're like, oh, man, I need to take 10 steps back and re- reset where I was at because my intentions might not have been along the same path that God was in. You know, when you mentioned that earlier today, I started to do a lot of research because I just wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about when it came time to talk about this topic. And yeah, no, I, I think you hit that right on the head. And I, I think it's a great thing for people to be able to hear as well. Yeah, yeah you definitely have to be careful with with a lot of the things that you do in life. And, and when it comes to just taking those daily steps. I mean, it's one of those things of just not getting complacent. If you're just kind of coasting through life and not really thinking about what you're doing or trying to follow God's plan. I think that's why, that's why it's important to on a daily basis, several times a day, um, being just in a conversation with, with God, just, just your subconscious, just kind of talking to yourself, talking to God, whether, whether it's, through prayer or you're reading your Bible or you're going to church, whatever that is, just on a day, daily basis, I think if you can get into that habit, um, you know, that's not necessarily, not necessarily saying like, okay, before you go to bed, say your prayers. Yes, th- that's important. But I think prayer can also be just a conversation with God. You're, the, the things that you're doing in life, having that that conversation about it is is what I'm doing is what I did today is the thing that the things that I accomplished this week on the path that God wants me to be on. And I think the more that you can regularly, regularly do that, the more successes you will have. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, and be be careful with this word of pride. 
I, I think it's okay to be proud of the work that you put in, but you have to give that glory to God. You have to understand that you didn't do it all on your own. You'd, you'd be pretty surprised if you actually open your eyes. And even if you're somebody that's kind of stuck in a rut, if you actually sit there and open your eyes and realize the amount of opportunities that you have to get yourself out of it, whether it's somebody that you talk to, a friend, a relative, whoever, there's probably a conversation that you could have had with one of those people that they might have been able to help you. And God put that person in your life for a reason. Um, I know just for me in the in the past several years, just through STG, like I, I did not think, boy, this is going on what, like four years now almost that we've been doing STG. It's been going on for three. We've been doing this. And it's like, you know, if I wasn't doing STG, man, I don't know what I'd be doing. I know for a fact doing STG, STG fitness keeps me humble with things and, and on God's plan. And sometimes you stray away from it, but it, it keeps me back on track and um, coaching in general, working with kids tries to keep me humble about things and be a good role model um, and set an example for things. So definitely be, be proud of the work that you're doing, but don't fill yourself with pride and focus on yourself and your own ego. Check your ego, just like with our tempo training. <laughs> Check your ego and and understand what God is doing in your life to get you there. Absolutely. I mean, ego, I heard a great acronym from one of our pastors. He said, edging God out. So it's it's very easy to do that because I mean human nature is to have an ego so it's just awareness is the only way to combat it and pride that's the biggest thing is like not giving glory to God when you should that that's when you'll start to fall because because like I said from the sermon the the was it Babylonians the, the people who built the Tower of Babel they uh they were prideful and they didn't give glory to God and, and that's what they were trying to make a name for themselves so anytime your ego is saying hey I want to do this to glorify my own name that's not on God's path and and I think like you said pride isn't the end of the world but you have to give equal glory to God in anything that you do because I mean you can do great things but if you're not giving God credit and letting people know that he's allowing you to do it, then, then you're a little bit off base in my, my opinion. For sure. Absolutely. And you know, yeah, it, it's okay to be proud of your hard work. Um, and, and I think that's where one of those things that, that kind of ties into it where, you know, you can have the conversation of free will and it's like, God gives you a lot more opportunities and opens a lot more doors than you realize and even closes ones in your face sometimes where, and, and I think that's where you, in your steps through life, you, you come to those hard realizations about what you're doing is maybe not the right thing. Um, and you, you need to kind of get back on track. And that's where God is starting to close that door and open up this one over here and, and it, it is your choice. It, it's, you've got to realize the good things that you have in life and being grateful, being positive, being optimistic, um, being faithful and trusting in God's plan for you. For sure. One thing I want to touch on before we move, I, I loved how Jesse like used prayer as not just, it doesn't have to be just sitting beside your bed at, right before you go to bed. And, and saying your prayers before you go to sleep, but having that conversation, you know, I often like catch myself having conversations with, with God while I'm in the car. I try to have them as often as I can. It's like, you know, why, why did this specific thing happen? And like, kind of just like backtracking everything that led up to that one point um, or like the people you met along the way or the things that it took to get to a, a certain point. Um, yeah. I urge people to really have those types of conversations because I know we've been talking a lot about perspective, a lot about ego, you know, putting all of our glory towards God. A lot of it comes from perspective and just really analyzing what everything took 
to get to a certain point, whether doors are opening or closing, um, you know, it's all part of God's plan. Um, but Ben, so I told my girlfriend you were coming on and she's like, is that your friend that drove around the entire country? <laughs> yes. So, so what's going on with the travel is, do you have travel planned coming up here pretty soon or have you kind of stagnated from, from taking on those big travels? Yeah, I, I've stagnated. So I got, I feel like I filled up my bucket of adventure for, I got some reserves. So, so I've been working hard this year to, to, like I said, build a foundation and, and focus on work. I got, I got a job in finance. I don't, I don't think I'm allowed to say the name on anything social media, but um, I've been working hard to get my licenses this year. And so I, I passed four exams. I've been studying for about five months now. And I just moved into the next phase of, of training for the branch that I'm in. And so that's been a large part of my year this year. And I haven't been focusing on traveling. I've just been going to church and going to work. And, and I'll tell you that like the growth that I've had this year and, and the joy that I've had, the joy outweighs the happiness that I had traveling the country. <laughs> you know, I figured out so much this year by going to church and, and working hard, like work is good. <laughs> work is a part of paradise. And, and our pastor told us that in one of his sermons. And I got, it got me thinking that one of the reasons why things kind of fell apart on me is because I was traveling the whole country and, and had no structure, wasn't going to church. And it's like that, that's not great for the human. Like we, we thrive on routine and, and, and structure. So like, like you were talking about Jesse, like the structure that STG gives you in your faith is great. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, I've stagnated on that. You know, I have some ideas on, on some adventures I'd like to take, you know, I still got my rooftop tent. So, um, I, I'd love to get out West some more and, uh, get get out into the mountain because I, I that's where I love to do some of my spiritual you know work and, and be with God but uh right now it's it's uh getting focused and, and building that foundation I feel like we're all on the same foundation foundation boat it's uh because I listen to you guys talk about the meat and, and man that's unfortunate that that it kind of played out the way that it did but I think you're responding well to it by like, okay, let's go, let's get back and let's, let's build a foundation, like tear it all down. Let's, let's go. And I'm like, that's where I'm at right now. It's, um, it's fun. I love it. I think, I think that, you know, we'll move on to more things, but just, I mean, tying all this together about hard work and, and staying on God's plan. It's like at that meet, um, there was that last attempt and, pulled Grant to the side and, and we prayed for a sec. It was just like, you know, thank you for, thank you God for everything that you've done to put us in this spot, to make it to nationals for a second time. Um, and then, you know, afterwards, of course, it's not the result that we wanted, but maybe it's the result that God needed to give us to tell us like, Hey, you know, if, if STG is, is something that, we want it to be what we think it could be in, in glorifying God and being good, like top name power lifters and all this stuff. It, it is a, a gut check and a reality check and saying like, Hey, if you want to do this right, we, you need to take a step back. Like, you know, all, all the, all the things, I, I don't know where else to go with that, but it's, it is, if you want it to be where you want it to be, it's a step back. I'm going to kind of tear you down and help build you back up. But it's a reality check for, I think, where we want to go in the future. For sure. No, I actually, it reminds me a lot about a quote that Gary V once said. Um, he's like, there's two ways you can go about building a city. He said, you can, you can build your skyscraper. And as people around you are starting to build up, you can knock it down. And you can claim to be your lone skyscraper in the city probably eventually end up being the Tower of Babel and fall over. Um, or you can go the route of, you know, encouraging the people around you, building each other up and creating a beautiful skyline, creating a foundation that's going to be sustainable. Um, and that, that relates to a lot of the community we've built 
in STG Fitness. It's yeah. We have people from all walks of life coming together um, and being able to see people build their own story, build um, you know, their own growth in their relationship with God. It's, it's really been humbling and, uh, it's, it's what's motivation to keep going as well. Um, so I know we're coming up on a time limit. We're going to hit a brief intermission here. I'm going to, all right, we are back from the intermission and we're going to kind of, we're going to change, change gears here and dive into Ben Kettlecamp's fitness outlook moving forward. I know, since leaving the Ironman, some things have changed. I know incurred some injuries throughout the way. But uh, what are we looking at? What what can we expect from you moving forward here? Moving forward, I'm working a plan right now that I kind of came up with this spring. I'm, I'm planning to do two Ironmans. Um, and that, that seems like a, <laughs> a little bit crazy maybe, but uh, the – I'd have to go back and talk about the first one to say why I'm going to do two, but, but really, so I'm, I'm planning on doing one next fall. I got my eyes on uh, Chattanooga in September and uh, I, I don't know as far as the one after that, but maybe, maybe Lake Placid in the Adirondacks in New York for uh, the summer of 2025. Is that right? So <laughs> And the reason I chose that one is because I did mission trips out there. I think that'd be a cool place to, to finish a 30 month plan, but that plan's in pencil. Obviously we just got done talking about building and, and what we're building for and following God's plan for our life. I I'm making this plan because, because of the process and the path that it puts me on in my everyday life. And so I've already seen benefits to making this plan this spring. It's made me take things more seriously along the way the past couple of months. And it's one of the reasons why I am healthier than I have been. Uh, Cause I've been recovering from a herniated disc, you know, that kind of uh, came to a head in January and, and February. How, how'd you do that? So it actually happened in 2020. Uh, this is before, I started training for the first Ironman, but I guess, I guess the swimming and the biking and the running held up fine, but anything weights, it, it just, it flares up bad. And, uh, when I started lifting last fall, that's when it got bad, but I did it on a bench press, surprisingly enough. Um, I was maxing out with my brother and I probably didn't warm up too much and I, I hadn't been lifting much at the time. So that, that was, um, that was on me. So, uh, again, another ego moment <laughs> and God's going to cut you down. So, so most of my year this year has been trying to get my back healthy because, because it just got real inflamed. So I've been focused on, um, getting inflammation down and getting a good diet and building a foundation with the exercises I can do. Cause body weight exercises is about all I can do. I can't lift or run. So, um, but I'm still planning ahead as if I'm going to be able to come out of this because it's helping me get out of this. <laughs> so, so that's kind of where I'm at and, and we'll see what God allows me to do. I'm going to keep checking in with him, make sure I'm on the right path. But I, uh, I just bought a bike and, and like you, Jesse, I just took it out for one of my first rides this, this past weekend. So I kind of responded well to that. And, uh, if the rest of this year goes well, I'll have a solid foundation built to start training on it next year for uh, a fall Ironman. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. So I, I, I still like, I I've thought about what you've done and I still can't fathom like just the sheer amount of output an event like that takes, let alone like the training and the fatigue afterwards. So how do you plan Cause what you're going to do it in the fall and then are you going to turn around and do it in a summer too? Yeah. So if I, if I plan to do it next fall, I would start training in, in May or probably April. So six month training plan. So end of September, I do the six months leading up to that. And then I would take the rest of the year off to, to relax probably and recover on probably more mentally than physically the, the body will bounce back physically fairly quick 
but uh, that's going to be a process, obviously. And if I was going to do the summer, then I would probably turn around and start training in January and February. But the, the reason why I want to do two is because last time I, I planned for one. And I kind of nosedived after that, you know, I, I, I made it to that mountain peak and just kept on, I ran off the peak, you know, <laughs> he said, I did one, let's do two now. <laughs> yeah, really? Jeez. So it, it, I don't have to do two. It's not even about the race. It's about, but what we're talking about with building a foundation, I want to set myself up with the mindset that allows me to continue to live life at that level to keep building, you know? So it's like, if I plan for two, that first one's not going to kill me and drain me. Like I, I, I emptied the reserves on that first one. <laughs> and it, one of the, it's one of the reasons why I uh, decided to leave work and not go back straight into work and, and take, take the big road trip. So I'm trying to be a lot smarter about this. I, I want to build, I want to build smarter and build on a foundation. And I also want to make sure it's what God wants for me. So that's why I said this is in pencil. You know, I don't know what God has for me, but I am attacking the process as if it's already done and uh, checking back in with God every day. So, I mean, that's, it's exciting to me because I feel like I've already made progress on my back and I, I feel like I'm this close to getting over the hump to where I can start, uh, really pushing it on the bike and, and, and maybe start running again. That I, I relate to, to being at that point of pushing over the hump, just with me and my hamstrings, man, it's been a long time. I, I really, I guess the general injury is a hamstring tendinopathy and, and it's just a, in general, it was kind of in one of my hamstrings, but ended up being in both where, just started having some imbalances between being quad dominant and then my hamstring and glute imbalance. And I just, especially when it, when it came to deadlifting primarily, but then it started to creep into my RDLs into my squats, sometimes getting up in the morning, it was hard to like, like just stand up straight and I would feel it right way up high in my hamstring. And it was just this excruciating pain where it's like, even, you know, trying to deadlift, 275 doesn't necessarily feel heavy off the floor, but as soon as I got to my knees, oh my God, like I couldn't lock out. It was just pain. It felt like both of my hamstrings were about to tear off. And it's like, it, it is sometimes it's one of those ego checks and, and one of those small little details. It's like, okay, you've got to go through a period of time of lighten the weight, do the body weight recovery stuff, do the little banded knee exercises you got to make sure you're doing the core work every day warm up properly every day and yeah i feel like being at that point where i can still got to do the little things here and there just to maintain but i don't have to do them every day i've noticed as of recently i, I don't have to do the exact same warm-up every single day but every few days two or three days a week and, it, and it's taking care care of your body you know not just in the moment but thinking about longevity and, and how to take care of yourself doing the things the right way and taking the proper steps to get where you want to be. That's it right there. Longevity. And it's like, what are we, what are we building? We're, we're not building for one day. We're trying to build yeah. a life in God and build for him. So it's like, what can we do to build longevity and do it the right way? For sure. Okay. So I know you, I just want to clarify something. I know you know you you mentioned there was a significance behind doing two. Is it because you did one the last time? But I know you also mentioned you did a mission trip in New York. So is that New York one solely based on like the significance behind that being like going back to that place and doing it there? Or is there more behind that story? Uh, I, I wish, honestly, it's just, it's one of the locations that they hold it. And so I was like, oh, that'd be cool to maybe go see some of the people that I, I served and served with. And, you know, I, we'll see if it gets there. You know, I hope it does. And, and who knows, there might be a better race for me that year, you know, maybe another fall race or, um, or, or who knows what's going to come. You know, there's a lot that can happen in that amount of time. I just thought it would be cool to kind of think bigger and think smarter 
because I just feel like the last time I did this, it was so just kind of like just bull rushed it, you know, like I, I signed up before I had a bike and I didn't have any experience. Like I didn't know what I needed on gear and I'd never like done any training plan like this before. And it's like, I kind of slapped everything together and like I pulled it together, but it left me like, like I said, I emptied the reserves. So I'm, I'm saying two this time to keep, to keep myself in check because if I'm not doing it right, then I'm going to have to adjust. So if I can't build on a solid foundation for the first one, then I'll move the goalpost. Like maybe I'll just say, all right, one in 30 months and I'll skip next year and I'll do the one the year after. So it's really all about the mindset and what I'm telling myself. Like I said, it's not, not so much about the races. It's, you know, those days are cool. They're so much fun. Like I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. And, and it was such a fun experience for my family too. I think, I don't know. It was kind of a long day for them too. So, but, but it's the process of what happens. Like there's already things that I've done so far, like changed my diet and it's like inspired people around me, but like, huh, okay, maybe I, I should do that or something like that where, you know, if I'm doing things the right way and I'm focused on something that large, then it makes me do things in my everyday life. So thinking about two versus one, it's got me planning more. It's got me being smarter. It's got me, um, just be more methodical about things. And, and that's, that's basically what I'm trying to teach myself on this one is like, be adaptable, be methodical and uh, don't be so hard headed because that that's not really like, that's not really the point, <laughs> you know, that that's being hard headed about something like that is about my own success and glory. And it's like, look what I can do. You know, it's like, I want to do this and do it right and uh, be able to point to God at the end of it and say, I'm at where I'm at because of him. 100%. Out of, out of curiosity, what, I mean, the, the first Ironman that you did and you kind of just, you signed up before you even had a bike and then you just jumped into training um, in terms of running, biking and swimming, what was kind of your mileage for each thing each week? And how are you going about it a little bit differently this time? So the mileage it started out with like five mile runs as like the long run. Uh, the bike would be like 10 to 20 mile bike rides and swimming. It's in meters. I don't like meters, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, uh, I love the metric system. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I just count the laps and it, so it starts out to where you got to be in decent shape to start the thing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, if you want to do it right. And I think I was in, in decent shape, but I don't think I had that foundation in, uh, for, for running. I think the running was, uh, one of my weaker spots, but, um, this time I'm not going to change much on the, on the plan. I'm actually going to try to follow the same exact plan. I'm just going to try to do it, uh, more thoroughly. Like there's, there were stuff on the plan that I, I kind of skipped over like interval training and, you know, some of the brick sessions, um, for those that don't know triathlons, brick sessions are when you do two out of the three and, uh, kind of get used to like jumping off the bike and start running. Cause that's just a weird thing for the muscles to adapt to, mm -hmm. but uh, there's so much depth to that plan on how you train that. I kind of glossed over because I was on a rush. I was in, I was, you know, working every day and on a retail schedule and, you know, I had to just get miles in and, and this time I want to do it more methodically, like I said, and, and focus more on those little details to, to make the whole experience better and, and to learn more. There's so much learning when you go into the weeds on that. Like, as you guys talk about this tempo workout thing, it's like, I bet you're learning how like your joints move a little bit more. Like you're, you're probably noticing more things on your lifts. Like when you get into those details, it, it's fun. And it's like, it's a process 
of figuring out. And I think I find that so much fun. You know, I just love, it's kind of cliche at this point, you know, trust the process, love the process, but it's, it's cliche. One of my favorite sayings is cliches are cliches for her reason. So yeah, really no kidding. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's what it's about. And it's, it's fun for me because I feel like I apply it to everyday life. And when you're doing something like that, then it makes all the little things easier. It's like, I, I can knock out some emails at work or I can do whatever, you know, it's, it's, um, it's fun. I'm really yeah, curious. Big thing. Cons- consistency is key in trusting that process. And you, you know, meet day is fun meeting all the people, the, the, you know, everybody that's there, everybody's competing, but, falling in love with the process the day in day out grind you have good days you have bad days and i guess really one of those things that we should start saying is trust god's process of of what he's trying to teach us along the way but it is cliche but there's a reason for it right so I'm, i'm really curious because i know the last time you went through a prep you were in the retail industry so you're on the on your feet all the time um, because I noticed too, I mean, I came out of the restaurant industry where you're on your feet for 10 hours at a time. And now I went through a full prep where my job is not as much, not nearly as taxing on my body as it used to be. And that prep went extremely well, but I will say, so this past weekend when I was dragging the infield, I was cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I was huffing pretty hard and it's been a while since I felt that way. Have you like, now are you are you staying in running shape now that you've left the retail industry like and you're starting to rehab the body or is this going to be something you're starting from ground zero on this is a ground zero and and that's a good point on the retail thing i didn't realize until after that it served me really well being on my feet for you know an 8 hour shift and then going and training that was very needed for what I was doing with the Ironman. Like I needed to be on my feet all day and moving all day. So it served me well last time, but it kind of wore me out like schedule wise, you know, mentally more than anything. But this time I've been sitting a lot. You know, like I said, I've been studying for these financial exams and it's been tough on my back. You know, while I'm rehabbing my lower back, it's been a lot of sitting as well. So it's like kind of polarizing and I'm going to be in the office and that's more stationary for sure. And so it, it's a ground zero uh, start over. You know, I haven't ran. I've ran a couple of times this summer and both times my back gets uh, pretty inflamed. So it's um, it was better the last time I did it. That's why I have hope that I can do this. But um, it's starting over. But I think with swimming and biking, I can really build up a cardio base to where I just have to train the running muscles to pick up that cardio. Cause, cause I'll pick up, that's the cool thing about it's like cross training when you're training for a triathlon. If you go heavy on bike, you're, it's not like you're, you're cooked on the run. Like you still got that cardio base and you just got to get the muscles ready. So I think running's going to be one of the later things I focus on. It's going to be probably swimming a lot this winter. Uh, and I'm going to try to bike this fall. Cause I, I love biking out of all, out of each three of those biking is way more fun. <laughs> I, I, it's like a meditative experience and, and that's why I choose, uh, an Ironman as my process because I, I get so much, you know, worked out in, in the actual training. So, um, it's starting over from ground zero, but it won't be hard to, to bring up that base, when I do start running, I, I don't think, I think it'll be doable. Awesome. Awesome. So I know in the, in the season opener this year, we had a question asked to us, you know, what was life like after sports? You know, how did you navigate those waters? Like when your sport came to an end and, you know, Jesse and I, we, we talked to a lot of athletes that are either in their sport right now, or, you know, they, they've graduated they don't have an opportunity to play professional or, you know, their professional careers have come to an end. You're a former college athlete. We played together at Illinois College. What what was life like after baseball ended? 
you know, how did you navigate those waters? I know you have a unique story. You have a lot of different stories to come from after baseball, but it's like, you know, how did you navigate that? Yeah, I've always tied fitness and activity to kind of like my mental health and, and where I'm at in life. And I use it as a motivator. So after baseball, I saw it as like an opportunity to, to do things, you know, uh, that's when I started riding my bike more, you know, I went, I was going to grad school and I would ride my bike to the gym instead of driving there. And it's like, I don't have to worry about training for anything specific. So it's like, I'm just going to try different things. I started powerlifting uh, right away after baseball had, hit, had ended. And then uh, I was just like, well, what, what else is out there? So I think I was doing kettlebells uh, for about six weeks, right before the lockdowns and the pandemic came around. So it was, it wasn't long after baseball before the pandemic came and changed everything. And then, uh, and that's when I got real into cardio and running every day. Cause we were locked in and I wanted to get out. It was spring. It was, I, I just couldn't sit in my apartment all day. I didn't care that they were saying <laughs> that COVID was going to kill us all. I was like, I can go for a run at least. And, um, I feel that I did the same thing. I, I couldn't lift. I didn't have like, access to my weight room at school and, yeah, I got into running and that's half of the reason why I do it now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like navigating, there is a lull after you finish that sport. But I think just knowing that like when you finish a sport, you, you kind of have years to come before you reach your athletic peak. And I've always thought about that. Like I thought, I've always looked up to professional athletes and I'm like, I wonder what I could be like when I'm 28 years old. When they, when they say that, like you're, I don't know what the exact peak is, but you know, 28 is a good age and I'm not even there yet. So it's like, what, what else could I do with my life? Like th this is not over. Like I'm not gonna just fall off on all my habits. Like I know how to train, like let's keep training. Cause I know like there's some benefits to it. So I think the biggest thing for people ending a sport, if you're in that like scenario right now is just don't let it go too far when you take that break. Cause, cause you can get into a, a rut and, and a routine and, and not ever want to get back into it until it's too late. I think we, I want to say that we did a podcast on this a while back. I can't remember, but I think one of the important things is if you are a current athlete, whether it's high school or college and you know, you're coming, it's your senior year. Um, you're coming up on your last season. You don't know if you're going to play college sports or not, or you are a college athlete. And for a lot of people, you, you don't make it to the professional level. This is very, very difficult to get there. Um, but I think an important thing to realize sooner than later um, is definitely, and this is along the lines of what we've been talking about, is is following God's plan and giving glory to God for everything that, you, that that happens in your life. Is don't find, or I said, don't pour everything into your identity. If you identify with that sport, there's gonna be a problem because as soon as that thing is gone, what are you gonna do? Um, and I think that's for anything. Don't don't pour your identity in just that one little thing that you do for right now, because it isn't going to be there forever. You never know if an injury takes it away from you. Um, it's just, it's just over because that's just the, the regular plan. You're done with high school and you're not going to play football. You're not going to play basketball anymore. So now what? Um, and I think that's an important thing for people to understand is when you are an athlete, high school or college is take a lot of those things that you learn and start pouring those things into I know we had a podcast top, topic about this but like an ethical responsibility for fitness like you know you just talk about how crazy things are in this world but you know being able to defend yourself being able to get yourself out of a situation where you've got to pick up something heavy um, being able to be healthy enough just so you can pick up your kids so that you can you know I we burn firewood I got to make sure that, you know, if my back gets jacked up really bad or some kind of injury happen, like 
we got to find something else to do for, for heat because now I, I'm the one that does the heavy lifting for the firewood and stuff. I'm hurt. Somebody else got to do it. And it's not nobody in my family. We got to pay somebody to do it. So, so there is kind of an ethical responsibility to take care of yourself and, and be somewhat fit, I think is an important thing, but be careful in identify in identifying in, in that one thing, because it's, it's going to tear you down if you're not careful once it's gone. For sure. I know we've also talked to in probably numerous podcasts before. A lot of it boils down to, um, you know, the environment you surround yourself in, the people you have around you, uh, you know, to lift you up when those things do come to an end, to motivate you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that God had Ben and I crossed paths very early on in my college career because, I, I mean, I remember one of my first impressions of him. It was like, holy smokes, man. Like, I, I see the pitchers running and this kid's got this look in his eyes. Like he, I mean, they're doing their conditioning and, and he's just dusting everybody. And I'm like, he's different than the rest. Um, he's awesome. And, you know, we were very fortunate, you know, when we went down for spring training, my freshman year, I know we shared a motel room. I think all the years we went to that one motel that we stayed at um, and just being able, you know, to get to know Ben, you know, travel to Hawaii and, you know, to carry on the friendship, post-graduation um it it's i'm very glad i've got you in my circle i'm very fortunate to know you because i mean you've inspired me to to push through so many thresholds and you know to not let others opinions you know you know maybe even my own head sometimes to get the best of me of setting a cap of my potential like you've you've been that motivation to not let anything phase you and to really push those limits and I mean, that's just a true testament to who you are, truly a man of God and an, an inspiration to many. Like, I'm very glad you're our first guest this season because I, I know you, you speak to a lot of people and a lot of people hear you and look up to you. So, sure. man, uh, <laughs> those are very kind words. Like, I, I, I can't say thank you enough for that. It's, um, that's what you can hope to be is an inspiration. Right. And and I can say the same about you guys is that the way you carry yourselves and what you work for and, and uh, just everything that you do, like it, it's inspiring to me as well. Like that's why I want to be in your circle. And I, I love this uh, community that you guys are building. And I just, I really appreciate that. And it's uh it's definitely something that I want to keep building and growing with you guys and and I love it. You know, this is great. And so I appreciate that. I really do. And, and can, can I say one more thing on like the, uh, the ethical fitness thing? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So I was thinking about this and it physical fitness, mental health and spiritual health, like the mind, body, spirit, it's kind of like the complete, you know, body. Um, and I think we start with the physical, but my physical health didn't get better until I started focusing on the spiritual. And so when it comes to an ethical responsibility, it's like, if you want to be faithful and in your, in your faith and, and, and serve the Lord and have strong mental health, it's like, you should take care of your physical health. You should put a priority on that exercise and that routine. And it's like, after you get done with the sport, you're training for life and you're training for those people that are in your life. Cause the more you take care of your physical health, the more mentally healthy you are and, and the easier it is to be spiritually healthy. And it's like, that's just a, it's a beautiful compounding effect. And like, you, you just got to have a good why. And it's like, if you, if you love your family, then that's all the why that you need on yeah. getting to the gym. So if, if you don't have a sport and you're looking for something, tie it to your family and, and tie it to your spiritual health. And, and that's something that's worked for me, uh, for sure. And, and I, I'm glad that you were talking about that because I almost forgot to talk about it. For sure. So, all right, well, we're going to get in the stages of wrapping this thing up. Jesse, do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with before we hit up, hit up the next episode? I, I don't have too much else to add. I mean, everything that we've talked about is just keep trusting God's plan. Um, 
that that he's laid out for you. Open your eyes, take a step back sometimes, understand that it's not all for your glory, it's for his glory. Um, And if you find find that things around you are maybe falling apart a little bit, uh, that's your realization to, you know, the the path that you're going down, that door needs to close and you got to turn the other way and realize the doors that are open and, and go through it, take those steps. Um, sometimes taking those steps come with very hard decisions, but there's probably, I mean, for one thing, prayer, um, but there's also probably people in your life that you can consult and, and talk to and help you make those decisions. And, and God puts those people in your life for a reason. So trust everything that God's doing for you. Uh, it's not always easy, but it's it's going to be a lot better for you in the future. For sure. Ben, do you have uh, any parting words for the audience? Yeah, I love you guys. Hey, we love you, you too. The feelings are definitely mutual. Yeah. Um, I think I might have to title this the most inspirational podcast ever. I think that's the the title for this one. Let's I think we're going to run with it. I think we're going to run with it. All right. Well, Ben, thank you so much for tuning or coming on to the podcast. Um, and, you know, you're going to be one of our top priorities to get on for season five, uh, especially once we hit 2024 running on a very fast pace. So thank you for, for coming on. Um, thank you all for tuning in. You guys have been blowing this podcast up. It's been crazy to see how many listeners we've been having tune in lately. And, uh, you know, we continue, we're going to continue to to bring some amazing guests on and continue to provide some very inspirational stories. So thank you all for all of your support. God bless. Do something great today, and we'll see you all in two weeks.